All right, boys, we're back. We're back. We just saw each other. We did. It was very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> I think we can. Oh, I know we are going to recount some things because Ethan and I have a surprise for Matt that we talked about. That's right. Saturday or Sunday night uh, after he left to go back to the hotel. So we'll definitely get into that. But Ethan, I think you have a story that uh, yes. you want to tell. I have a quick story. Um, so, uh, so we all hung out for Memorial Day on Sunday. Colin and, and his family have always thrown uh, Memorial Day parties, so so um, the tradition continues uh, with Colin and Toddy down in in Charlotte. And uh, so we went. We had a great time. It was wonderful. Um, the bad news, which I'm allowed to share this as part of this story, yeah. The bad news is that. Uh, 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 Christine tested positive um, for COVID on, on Monday morning. Thankfully, nobody else has. We've all taken lots of tests and everybody is negative so far. But so I was talking to uh, I was talking to my parents on Monday night, just saying hi and catching up and stuff like that. And I'm telling them about it. And I'm like, you know, yeah, it was great, blah, 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 blah. But the bad thing is Christine got COVID, you know, but I took a test and I was negative. This person, that person, blah, blah, blah. There's like six of us tested negative, blah, 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 blah. But poor Christine, da, 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 da. And my mom is like, who's Christine? And I'm like, oh, uh, Colin's wife. It's Toddy. It's Toddy. And my mom's like, oh, Toddy. So Chris, so here's the thing about this, right? So I think we've talked about it on the pod. I call Christine Toddy. Uh, uh, me and Matt do. And I think we're the only people that do. And I've been calling her almost the entire time I've known her since 2014. Um, and apparently, in all of my conversations with my parents, I also refer to her as Toddy, which I did not realize. So, so literally, uh, literally, my mom uh, uh, didn't realize when I when I said Christine. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Well, now, bonus points for Ethan, though, and sorry for all the listening public for the echo in here. A little difference now, but um, I will say, as we were driving down um, and, and like talking about. I, I was trying to describe uh, Toddy to someone else, and basically Ethan interrupted me. I was like, "Her name's Christine." Like uh, that's, the, that's the best way to describe. Like I was, I was describing Toddy and talking about how wonderful you guys are, and you know, prepping prepping people for the weekend uh, festivities. And Ethan was like, "Well, first of all, her name's Christine. You can call her Christine, not Toddy." And I was like, "Oh, that's right." <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah, like she would never introduce herself as Toddy to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick, top it off. Like, how did how did you get to Toddy? Like, I I know the story, but yeah. So okay, so um, Christine's actual nickname is Dodds uh, because her her maiden name, her original last name, is Stoddard, and so is that what maiden name means? Original last name. I was just clarifying, yeah. just whatever, dude. Just shut the fuck up and let me tell the story. Okay? Matt thought I was serious. <laughs> well, because you are a fucking moron, so it makes sense that you would ask such a question. Oh, come on. The, dude, you know the, the, the crap I pulled out of my hat on Sunday night that we're gonna, about to get Matt with? Like, I am not a moron. I mean, you have impressive recall of specific information. I'll, I'll give you that. That's true. Um, so... So, uh, uh, so Christine, uh, Christine Stoddard, she goes by Stods, right? That's like her nickname. And, and it's actually like her preference. She likes when people call her Stods. Um, 
This, for those who don't know, this is very, very typical for athletes, right? What they do when they come up with nicknames in sports so often is they just take a person's last name and they just add a Y to it. Um, so like Matt Root is Rudy. If I had played sports long enough, I'm 99% sure I'd have been Ertzy. Now, <laughs> now Colin's last name is different because it ends, you know, Cernelia. So he ended up being Sir Niggs. Same way with Stoddard, right? Like Stoddardy doesn't sound good. Stoddy doesn't sound all that good. So it became Stodds, right? Same with Sir Niggs. Like, yeah, Sir, Sir, Sir Niliayi or Sir Niggy. We don't, that's not very good. <laughs> Um, so, so this is typical, right? Like when you, when you talk about sports, occasionally you'll get the first name, like Paul O'Neill is Polly, you know, from baseball. Okay. But I think drive... you're the only person who calls him Polly. No, Coney calls him Polly all the time. Doesn't he? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to fact check tomorrow. Yeah. He's Polly. The game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe not. Um, in any case, this is super typical and, and, and I hate it. I think it's like so lazy. Um, I wish that athletes were more clever and would come up with, with better nicknames. And so I was just being like silly and a doofus. And instead of like, instead of getting Stodds from Stoddard, I was like, let's, what about Todd? Let's just pick like, let's just pick some four random letters right in the middle of it. I'm gonna start calling you Todd just to like, you know, be a fucking idiot. And, uh, and I don't think she loved it, but she like tolerated it. I did it for like a couple of days, I think. And, um, but then it ended up morphing into Toddy and Colin, that might've been you. I can't remember if you were the first one that said Toddy or if it was me. No. Um, but somehow Todd, after a couple of days turned into Toddy, which is way better. Um, and I know that this probably sounds crazy because Toddy is not that far from Stoddard or Stodds, but I still think it's way more interesting and there was more thought that was put into it. And, uh, and yeah, this whole athlete thing of like Aaron Judge is judgy. Araldus Chapman is chappy. He's this like six five badass who throws who's thrown thirty five hundred hundred mile hour fastballs <laughs> since twenty fifteen and people call him Chappy. Like it's fucking insane. It doesn't make any sense. But anyways, that's he's also the Cuban missile. He's the Cuban missile, which is way better. But yeah. I get you can't like you can't address somebody in conversation, and be like, Hey, Cuban missile. Like that that <laughs> obviously does not flow well. So I understand that like you need some flow, but Chappy, like he is not a fucking Chappy. Look at the dude. Watch him pitch. Chappy? Ugh. That is just like Chappie is what you think of, like, an old British man with a pipe. Like, oh, come over here, Chappie. Like, that's what you think of. Like, Araldus Chapman is not Chappie. It's insane. Oh, man. I wish we could make a soundbite out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's the story. That's the origin story of Toddy. And, uh, um, yeah, and that's been, I mean, God, since fucking 2014. Like, when I think of her, it's weird to say Christine. Like, it, it is kind of strange for me to do that. But, um, yeah, t- to me, she's just Toddy. So, yeah. Well, thank you for the randomness. That actually fits the theme of today's episode really well. Like, I have probably a dozen random screenshots in my phone of topics that I'm like, oh, these could be interesting and we'll just maybe talk about them. Maybe we won't or whatever. So it totally fits the theme of what I was thinking about anyway for today. Um, do Do we want to go after Matt right away or do we want to make the listeners wait? Um. Let's make the listeners wait a minute. Oh, come on. Bring it out. Oh, no. He wants it. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. <laughs> maybe maybe this is a double bluff. Maybe I was doing something on purpose just to set you guys up. Yeah. Oh. Right. Um, hey, okay. Colin, stranger things have happened. Right? <laughs> right? Who just happens to carry an extra toothpaste, Ethan? Hmm? This is true. Hmm? Holy shit. Okay. Let me tell another hmm? story from this weekend. Uh, he's um, like Larry David. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, 
Matt and I uh, drove down to Charlotte on Saturday, and we we stopped in Richmond, and we had a delicious dinner at a at a well known brewery in Richmond, Triple Crossing, and then we drove a couple more hours, and we stayed in where were we in Durham or Raleigh? Uh, Durham. In Durham. And just to split up the drive, because it's kind of a long drive, uh, Charlotte is like six plus hours from my place, and Matt is like two plus hours from me. So that would have been, you know, well over eight hours of a day for Matt, which is a lot. So we so we broke up the drive. We stayed in the hotel in Durham on Saturday night. And um, I forgot to, t- uh, to pack a little toothpaste, or more accurately, well, actually, no, I forgot, because I actually do know where I have a small one, but I forgot to do it. And I figured, oh, Colin's got some. I'll use Colin's, right? And... Um, and I guess, I don't even know if I thought about the hotel, but it ended up being that we had separate rooms. And I went to ask Matt, and I was like, hey, at some point, can I, like, borrow your toothpaste? I don't know where it is, blah, 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 blah. I know we have, like, separate bathrooms and shit. He's like, actually, I have, a, I have an extra toothpaste. Here you go. I have a second toothpaste. I was like, what the fuck? Like, who travels with two toothpastes? Matt does. And uh, it was great. I was, I was very pleased. So, yeah. So, thank you, Matt. Yeah. There's awesome. literally, there is literally an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David goes around looking for, in a hotel, for an extra toothbrush oh. and, and looking for someone to give him, one of his friends, an extra toothbrush. So, Matt, you would have, you would have not been on the episode because the, he obviously didn't want to find one. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been a funny episode. But that's why I said you're Larry David because that's what he did. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. So I'll set you up with a little bit of context about how we actually got to this question that Ethan is going to ask you. We had the TV on. We're just talking in the living room and the Warriors are in the NBA finals for the uh, eighth or the sixth time in eight years. Yeah. Six, six time in eight seasons. Uh, In our lifetime, we've actually seen that already two other times in at least the North American sports. Our beloved Yankees did it back in the dynasty days, and the Michael Jordan Bulls also did it. The Michael Jordan Bulls, even if the Warriors win this title, which I really hope they do because fuck the Celtics, fuck you, Devin, shout out. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, even even if the, the Warriors win, I think that will only be their fourth uh, championship, right? Yeah, so uh, the Bulls obviously won all six times they went to the finals with MJ and the Yankees won four times as well. Uh, so the, the, the stat starts there and gets us talking about everything. And then we're talking about the 2001 world series and we pulled up a weird stat that they hit like 183. The Yankees yeah. hit 183 in the world series that year. And they led for like a total of like five innings and they, yet they were six outs away from winning their fourth straight championship. Yeah, so crazy. Um, and, and everything. And then that led us to talking about Alfonso Soriano and like how quickly things changed because had the Yankees won the world series, he probably would have been the world series MVP. And he ended up having subsequently two amazing regular seasons after that with the Yankees, but two pretty bad postseasons, including the postseason where the Yankees went to the World Series in 2003. And now we get to, so we're talking about Soriano, we're talking what ifs and everything. And and I was like, all right, so Soriano's uh, not in the outfield yet. He's still playing second base. And I'm like going through my head, okay, it's Boone at third, Jeter at short. Soriano, Nick Johnson, Giambi at first, your boy, Nick Johnson, Matt, um, <laughs> Posada behind the plate, Ruben Sierra, DHing, Um, And then I was like, Bernie's in center. And I was like, I can't get the corner outfielders like right away. Now, mind you, it's been a long day and, and everything, but it's not coming. 
And Ethan shouts out, he's like, oh, Matsui. I'm like, of course, Matsui in left field. It's that huge homer in game two um, to uh, they, they won that game or whatever. But we're talking specifically about game five, I think, yes. because we're talking about Boomer Wells. We're talking about how he used to brag to the media, how he couldn't he didn't need to stay in shape and he could pitch really well. And then he came out of that game after the first inning, the same game where Giambi didn't decided not to play in the World Series because he said he had a bad knee or something like that. When really it was because he couldn't make the throw from first to second base. And I'm like, I don't know who the right fielder is. It's not Sierra because he's DH or he would have been DHing, but they're in Miami. Um Yo, who is it and everything? And uh, I, I think I took two guesses. To I, I took one that that really blew you away. Um, yes, I totally forgot this person existed. Yeah, yeah. And then I took one that I was like ninety nine percent positive that he wasn't on the team until the next year. And then my third guess, I got him. Yeah. So yeah, if if you can get Matt, who started Game Five of the two thousand three World Series in I right field, impressed. in right and field. also and also second base, second base is. Uh, Although second base, you might remember, I def- I forgot about that guy too. But um, second base would be an interesting one. But right field is the specific one, yeah. Oh right, right, because Soriano did not start. That Soriano game. did not start. So the yes. guy who started in second base, a very strange choice for Game Five of the fucking World Series. Now, granted, Soriano was a rookie, but he was still a no, lot he better. He wasn't a rookie then. Well, he didn't play a full season in in two thousand though. I was no, just we're looking. talking. We're talking two thousand three. Oh, two thousand three. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so that's ins- oh, that's even more insane. Yeah, that Soriano was not starting. That was like, that was like a thirty nine forty season. For yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> uh, two thousand and two was the thirty nine forty season. Yeah, but he had a really good two thousand three. But oh three, yeah, oh three, he hit thirty eight homers and thirty five stolen bases. So it was a thirty thirty year. Soriano yeah. was so fucking good, and Joe Torre did not start him in Game Five of the World Series. <laughs> Here, let me go on a quick tangent before Matt. We before we get back to this question, we talk so much right in in sports and on this podcast about managers and their value and tactical decisions, blah, 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 blah. And this just hammers home the point what we've been talking about with managers, at yep. least in my yep. in my opinion, yep. where we talk about all this tactical stuff and people love to hammer Aaron Boone and shit like this. And people suck Joe Torre's dick, right? Because he won he won four fucking titles. He won, he won a bunch of pennants. He was so good with the Yankees. Dude did not start Alfonso Soriano in game five of the fucking World Series in 2003. He wasn't hurt. He wasn't sick. Which was, which was... A swing game. Yeah, game World five series. is a huge game, and it, it was a two-two two game. game. Series. They yeah. had just I did. They, I, don't, I don't know if game four they lost. Was that the walk off, Alex Gonzalez, or was game five the walk off? That I can't remember. I, can I think it was game four. Up. Okay, but, but still, either insane. way, it's a swing game. Yeah, yeah, insane decision. And people, yeah. uh, and th- and this is like I guarantee you, the vast majority of baseball fans, Yankee fans for sure, when looking back at Joe Torre, would be like, oh yes, I miss Joe Torre. He was so great. We won all those World Series titles. Really, dude? Like, like if that happened nowadays, Twitter would fucking explode, <laughs> right? Like, it's insane. Um, so, yeah, all, all of right, this Matt. shit about, like, the tactical stuff. Ugh. All right, yes, Matt, who started in right field game five, 2003 World Series? If you remember yes, this. I don't think it's right. Okay. Raul Mondesi? No. Good guess. Good that guess, was, That was my second guess. Oh, Shit. He didn't come um, till 2004. This is another guy. I, the guy who actually did is another guy I had totally forgotten about. And we got to talk about Colin's guess that I was that was crazy too. I wonder if Matt, you might remember one of these guys. Um, 
This is riveting podcast stuff. Let's let it be silent while Matt thinks for like three minutes, I think. It wasn't Spencer yet. Um, or it was after Spencer. After, yeah. It wasn't going to be Lede or Rivera. Um, was it someone nuts like uh, uh, Kareem Garcia? Holy fuck. Kareem Garcia. <laughs> yeah. No, no yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Kareem Garcia. Holy shit, dude. I am extremely impressed. Very well done. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Well, well, so I, I was not confident in that one. I think I have an idea of second base, actually. Yeah. Because I love the long history of weird utility infielders. Yeah, you're so, going to know it then, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's Soho, there's Homer Bush. Yeah. Um, you know, Ballinger. We, what? Ballinger. Ballinger. Uh, and we were looking up the shortstop uh, that I couldn't remember. That I can't remember. Brendan Ryan. Was Brendan. it uh, Enrique Wilson? Yeah, it was yep. Enrique Wilson. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. See, I for- I totally forgot about Enrique Wilson and Kareem Garcia. Like, I, I mean, forgot they like, existed. We had, what, who else? Miguel Cairo, you know, where Miguel he's Cairo. like, oh, the guy, he doesn't strike out. Oh, and he can play anywhere on the field, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, wow. Ethan, look this up since I know you're you're looking at things. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure... Uh, Wilson started game seven of that LCS because Pedro was starting. All right, let me look. Like, Wilson wasn't that good. It's a Joe Torre hunch. That used to be a thing. He used to, he used to just like, so dumb. It's, it's so crazy to me. There's a, there's a really great line in the, um, in the 99 World Series, uh, Glavin's pitching game three. And I think, the, one of the best baseball orators of is that is that the word orator or orator i usually orator. say orator, orator but yeah yeah of all time bob costas is calling the game for nbc and glavin had the flu in game one so he didn't start he, he was supposed to start game one so he's starting game three and he's pitching really well it's five three i think going into the eighth bottom of the eighth and uh, whenever Knobloch hits the, the two-run homer off of him. And, like, before the inning gets going, Costas is talking about, like, how Bobby Cox doesn't do it by formula. He does it by feel. He relies on, like, what the pitching staff tells him, and he plays, like, a lot of hunches. And he's talking about it in this, like, really revered way. You know, Bobby Cox is a genius. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, give it the context. It's 1999. But, like, people talked about Joe Torre like that all the time, too. Like, oh, he plays this Enrique Wilson hunch because he's got, like, seven career hits off Pedro, um, and two of them are homers. So he's going to start game seven of the 2003 ALCS at Yankee Stadium. he did. You are correct. He started at third base. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, so he started over Boone. Okay. Yes, and then okay. Boone pinch hit, and, of course, yeah, the legendary yeah, walk-off. Yeah. Okay, yep. okay. okay. So well, he didn't start so, him over Soriano, so that's not as bad. Boone didn't really yeah. have a, a good year. So, right. Yeah. I'll give up the ghost, though. What The reason I actually know this is because today I was killing time on Baseball Reference. Uh, as I was eating my lunch, I, I just was like, ah, I, I went on Baseball Reference and was looking up a couple things because I just wanted some non-work-related stuff. And I started looking up Jose Veras, <laughs> which wow. he actually had a decent career. Which then led me to look up Jose Contreras, <laughs> and then I started looking at those teams. So I was like, uh, you know, at Sterling Hitchcock and Jeff Nelson, and then I just was—I happened to catch Kareem Garcia today and go, hmm. "Oh, funny!" He okay, a, like, he was a—he was a player on the, but yeah, still so impressive. Guys, yeah, 
but that's complete luck. I can't actually take credit for that. I just was bored at my lunch break today. Yeah. yeah. And he started game seven of the ALCS too. I'm looking at that right now. Garcia did. But yeah. before I think, we... I think he was the better defender out of like Ruben Sierra. Yeah. Whoever and... else. Yeah. Yeah. They, they mean, really... we, yeah. You know, we had, we had just so many weird plugins. Those, well, I'm thinking more towards the late. 2004, you know, 2005. 2010s, yeah, not yeah, early true. then, but like but even then, we had you know Doug Mankiewicz and then Russell Brannion played for the Yankees for like three games. Russell Brannion, yeah, thirty games of mm-hmm. Kevin Euclidus and just yeah, like and all these Vernon Wells, Reed Brignac. I mean, Reed Brignac, that's it. That's it. You know, add now Matt Carpenter. Like, yeah, how, how many games do you think he'll legitimately actually last this year? Thirty, twenty-five. I mean, depends on if he keeps hitting homers. <laughs> say, yeah, you know, right. He's 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 out gallowing gallo right now. So yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. Um, before we move on, though, um, one of Colin's guesses for oh, for, yeah. for right field for Kareem Garcia. Kyle, do you want to tell us? You, you go ahead. Was a guy I don't remember at all. Matt, your memory is better for this stuff, so maybe you do. David Delucci. Um. The name sticks out, but I don't remember him actually ever being oh, in the Yankees. I don't remember. I not that name. You could have, you could have made that name up. I had no fucking clue. David, he was on the three Yankees, right? Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I couldn't have told told you that he was on the Yankees. I just, I, I know I've heard the name in a baseball context, but I can't tell you. Ever yeah. Heard. Oh my god, I had totally forgotten about him. So he played twenty one games for the O three Yankees. Speaking of these guys we're talking about, he played 21 games for the 03 Yankees, and that was it. And he did not play very well. But that's only 21 games. But yeah, I so that so it was only 21 games. So I, I feel better that I had no idea. But still, the fact that Colin remembered, Jesus Christ. I mean, obviously, I wrote a book about right. them. And, and uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you know, that that's part of it. But I mean, I loved those teams, like those dynasty, and I include the 2001, 2003 teams, you know, in it, even though. They didn't win the World Series. Like I, I can oh, yeah, tell it was a great team. Yeah, I can tell you some crazy things about you know pretty much all all those seasons. But the big fight with the Red Sox, right? That year, that was Kareem was in the middle of it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Then yep. didn't Pedro buzz Kareem? Like I, I know he oh. has more than just a cup of. He was the one that started mouthing back at. Yep. That sounds like familiar. that's the Don Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was Kareem wow. Garcia who started screaming back at him. Yep. That's how I got to the guess when I was when I was thinking through things. I thought of the fight. I was like, ah, oh, there, there it is. Um, and that's Posada like saying, "You throw yeah, at me." Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, imagine if that happened today. How, how crazy that would be. <laughs> oh man, wild. And I have one more thing before we move on because we were talking briefly. We mentioned Alfonso Soriano, and I want to give a shout out to my dad uh, right now because during Soriano's rookie year, two thousand and one. My dad made a prediction, and he and he was very confident. He was like, this guy's going to be really good. This guy can hit. He's awesome. Now, mind you, in 2001, he played a full season, 158 games. He hit 18 homers with 34 doubles and a 736 OPS and a 91 OPS plus. So by no means was this a sure thing. I mean, 34 doubles is solid, and so is 18 homers. That's okay. But a 736 OPS and a 91 OPS plus, like, eh, especially pretty, pretty. especially when you put into context that he came up as a power hitting shortstop and moved over to second base, yeah, because right. of Derek Jeter, yeah, exactly. Did he and originally so, play in Japan too? 
Yeah, because I think I think he was a he's a, what what age was he when he was a rookie? Like 25? 24, 25, 25. Yeah, he was twenty five. Yeah, okay, he was older. Yeah. He played nine games in nineteen ninety nine when he was twenty three. So maybe he was yeah. in Japan like just before that. But so his rookie year was fine, right? But nothing nothing spectacular. But my dad made that prediction, and uh, my dad fucking nailed it. Soriano, I'm looking right now. He went thirty thirty three times. He went forty forty once. His season with the Nationals in 2006, 40-40, for those who don't know, that means 40 homers and 40 stolen bases in the same year. Um, an extremely rare accomplishment. 30-30 has happened, happened a number of times. 40-40 is still really rare. Yeah, I mean, um, you pretty much have to be doing steroids to be a 40-40 guy. Pretty much. And uh, and he finished with 412 homers. I mean, that's that's a really good fucking career. His war is not so good, um, I think, because he, didn't, he, didn't, he, was bad, he was bad defensively and he didn't walk very much. Um, but 412 homers, a 40, 40 year, three 30, 30 years. I mean, that's a great fucking career. Yeah. And so, one of those 30, 30 years is a, a 40, 39. Exactly. Know? A 41, 39. Yeah. If he yeah. had hit one more homer. And I remember the end of that year, he had some time. We were all like, yeah. you know, really rooting for Choked, it and, and yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. But dude had a great career. So shout out to my dad for, for fucking calling it based on just an okay rookie year. So I also, I uh, just one, one tidbit that sticks in my mind with him too. Didn't he swing like a 35 ounce bat? Yeah, yeah, it's very heavy bat. He, he, yeah. he used to like stand right at the top of the box. And, yeah, yeah, that's right. Right, right up against the plate and everything. He was like just daring them to try to yeah. meet him inside. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Could have been the Yankee legend. I know. Had really. Mario Rivera, the unanimous Hall of Famer. Yeah. Not blown a save. The <laughs> unanimous Hall of Famer, the only unanimous Hall of Famer in fucking history, was hey, a closer. Jesus but Christ. he's the reason that your boy got to the Yankees. So don't be too bad. Don't don't beat yourself too much. Up too much. A Rod. Oh, oh A Rod. Because of the trade. Because of the trade. He was the trade. Yeah. 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 Your well, boy. No, my the, the reason the reason was Aaron Boone wasn't Mariano Rivera. Oh no no no! He's saying Soriano. Matt Matt is saying Soriano. Yeah, your boy A Rod became a Yankee. Yeah, I love A Rod. I still love A Rod. Although Boone actually, if you want to, is actually more of the ultimate cause, right? Or the the ultimate thing, as opposed to you know well, Soriano being pick up basketball game. Yeah, because Boone Boone fucking up his knee is what yeah. caused the need for the trade in the first place. Yeah. Had that never yeah. happened, who knows? And then the Yankees go, huh, your contract gone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna pay someone else thirty million dollars a year. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Man. All right. Do you guys want to keep going with random stuff? Does that fit you? Uh, does that float your boat? Um. I yeah. Definitely. I have one piece of trivia um, that I want to talk about that was actually shared. I don't need to do it now, uh, but it was shared with us by Colin's friend and neighbor Todd, uh, who is also my friend and not so much neighbor, I guess, but we had a great, we had a great chat with him. He was super fun on Sunday and he shared a really cool piece of trivia. Should I do it now or later? Yeah. 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 Okay. So now I haven't had time to look this up and to see if it happened any other time, but so Todd was a huge Cardinals fan growing up. Um, but he's now a huge Cincinnati fan because he like lived in Cincinnati for a long time as an adult, I believe. Is that correct, Colin? I think that's right. Yeah. But, I mean, both teams are terrible, but yeah, right. But he was a huge Cardinals fan. Now, some of you may remember the name Willie McGee. Uh, Willie McGee played in the 80s and the 90s. Um, he was an outfielder, and he played for the Cardinals for a number of years. And this is a fascinating piece of trivia that, that Todd mentioned to me. And I want to see if it happened uh, another time. I don't know how to look it up, though. Maybe you guys do. I'm not quite savvy enough with baseball reference, I don't think. But in 1990, he started the season with the St. Louis Cardinals, mm-hmm. who are in the National League. 
He ended the season with the Oakland Athletics, who are in the American League, and who also happened to win the pennant that year and play in the World Series, and, and they lost to the Reds. Now, what's fascinating is Willie McGee won the National League batting title with a three thirty five batting average. So he won the National League batting title, but played in the World Series for a team in the American League. <laughs> now, what's interesting, so this is, number one, that's just fascinating. I feel like that probably has not happened very much. Um, yeah. But what's also interesting is that he played 125 games for St. Louis that year. So was he a waiver? What was up with the trade deadline? Was it the trade deadline a not a thing? It must have been a waiver deadline deal. Yes. Yeah. In August, August, when they had the August 31st deadline. Okay. Yeah, because the July like, 31st the, deadline must not have been a thing. Or Yeah. yeah. It, it's no, it when was. they had the old fucking okay. Verlander to the Astros deadline. Right, the waiver Fuck you, thing. Astros. Yeah. Fuck okay. you, Tigers. So it must have been that. Yeah. But I just thought when he whipped that out, I mean, I, I was sure that it was Man. true. Like, I didn't doubt him. But, like, I mean, I thought that was super cool. Like, I, I feel like that has probably happened very, very infrequently in baseball yeah. history. Um, laughing at me? You laughing at me, Colin? <laughs> I'm just laughing how mad you got about Verlander. I didn't yeah. know you no. were so <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> well, also, fuck the rest of the league for not putting a waiver claim in on him and let him go all the way to the Astros. So. Right. True. Yeah, true. But, that's uh, your fault, Yankees. It's your fault. <laughs> but uh, uh, shout out to Todd. Uh, thank you, Todd, for that uh, very cool piece of trivia. <laughs> All right, that's great. Shout out to the Shocks. Great family. Great neighbors. Good times. Um, okay, this is this is just for a chuckle. A friend of the podcast, Joe Poznanski, uh, recently uh, started on his Substack uh, doing an extension to the Baseball 100, his New York Times bestseller book. And um, the first person, so he did a he did a poll and he said he'll pick the 10 people that gets voted for the most. Um, but he definitely wanted to do a Granky one because Granky did not make and 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 there was just this like joke that it, even if people don't vote for him, he will still do it as a bonus. And so, of yeah, course, people did not vote for him yeah. and, because they wanted to get 10 fresh ones in addition to one with Granky. And uh, so he just released the bonus the other day. And there's just this there's so many great Granky stories. Dude, you know he's the fucking Granky best. Is. Oh, my God. Uh, he's so funny. But I, I just thought I would just read this one because I was dying laughing. It was on the heels of some of the the really crappy stuff that's been going on in this world and it just like totally turned my day around and um so granky's a weird dude and, he, this and a great early, pitcher for those who don't know yeah. top-notch pitcher most likely a hall of famer but like yeah very strange eccentric quirky uh unique yeah, yeah. very 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 different guy and this is early in his career and Poznanski's uh covering him when he's with the kansas city royals it's also early in joe's career and so um, they're at the Futures game, and he, he's like, he writes, we had this rather odd exchange. And Joe says to him, were you nervous? And Granky says, I don't know if I was nervous. And then he asked Joe, he said, I mean, I felt something. And Joe goes, something like nerves? And Zach says, I'm not sure if it was nerves. I mean, there were a lot of people and stuff, and it was on TV. And then Joe writes, he looked at me as if he wanted me to explain the emotion that he felt. And so Joe says, nervous? <laughs> and Zach says, 
I don't know if I was nervous. <laughs> and, and Joe was just like, I tried to see if he was messing with me. It did not appear to be he was messing with me. <laughs> just so, so funny. So Definitely good. encourage you, if you're not already subscribed to friend of the podcast, Joe Poznanski, please uh, check out his work. Um, lots of lots of great stuff like that. Um, okay. I'll, I'll say, though, like, Grinky's mercurial, but he's famously, like, I mean, he almost his anxiety and panic like it was really bad almost, early almost in his career. Killed his career, yeah. Yeah, he, he almost yeah, left yeah. baseball. He, That's true. Yeah, you know, he he. I mean, he did he not like the spotlight. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did not yeah. like it. Yeah, he's super funny, and he's really, really famous for how honest he is. Um, there was a great piece that the Athletic did. I think it might have been last season or maybe the year before where they basically collected, they talked to a bunch of Granky's like, teammates or former teammates, and they just did this whole huge article of Granky stories. And it was like one of my favorite baseball stories I've ever read. Yeah. So funny. There was one, I think, I want to mention a quick one too that kills me that um, might have been, I think it was in the same one, that Joe Paz piece that Colin is mentioning. Um, I forget which team he was on, but, but he was talking um, to two of the catchers, and he decided that, he didn't want to work with this one catcher anymore because this one catcher was too smart, was too strategic, and it was <laughs> yeah, thro- yeah. and it was throwing Granky off his game. He was like, "You make me overthink things. I don't want to throw to you. I'm going to throw to this other guy, like the backup catcher." And the backup catcher was like, "What? So you think I'm dumb?" And Granky was like, "Yeah, but I like throwing to you." <laughs> and and apparently, like, just totally sincerely, you know. And uh, and apparently, that's like everybody's reaction a lot of times to this is they'll be like, you know, we all like like. He'll say stuff to us, and then we all want to punch him in the face, but we all like appreciate his honesty at the same time. Like it's a really weird, <laughs> it's a really weird feeling. But yeah, there are so many like that. It's just it's so good. He he told one time a teammate that um, he would trade him in order to make the team better. Yes, like yes. you remember that? It was like AJ Ellis, maybe like a catcher for the Dodgers. I think was yep. like you know what yeah, would you do to make this Ellis, team better? Ellis asked him. Um, they they were having like a team meeting when Mattingly was managing the team. And he, they were, they, it was like a, a tense team meeting and they were trying, they were like trying to figure out solutions to like how they could get better. And I think Ellis like posed the question and Zach was like, let me think about it. And then he just like randomly in the middle of the game was like, I would trade you. you yeah. Know, that's the, the first like thing that. I would do is I would trade you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he had like an actual reason for it. I can't remember, yeah. but it was like a specific, like, you know, rational reason, but just, just hilarious. Just like, he's so He's so blunt, but apparently he delivers it in such a way like he's not malicious. He's just like, yeah, you know, I think I would do yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and it's just the best. So so just search for Zach Granke stories if you're a baseball fan. Just so good. Yeah. And while you're searching, you should also search for Jesus Sanchez, mm. uh, who hit a Holy 496-foot home run the other day in Colorado. So maybe there was a little bit Grain of assault, uh, maybe yeah may, maybe a little bit of air travel there in the rockies but oh my god when when i saw it i, I was like wow where you see that but it's just it's just so cool to see it's in like the, the top land. deck yeah, yeah like, I've yeah, never like seen, you never yeah. see things like that not even in home run derbies yeah. like it, it was just so cool it was wild but he had like the worst little leaguer unload step in the bucket swing as hard as you can swing he just happened to he happened to get square like it was bad it, it was he swung as hard as he could he got every ounce of his power in that thing yeah it was, impressive. it was amazing and then one other thing speaking of cool plays just a couple days ago i don't think we texted about it but i think the guy's name is eli white he's a uh, an outfielder i can't remember for who 
But um, I think it was G-Man Choi hit a fucking rocket to like left center field and you could hear the crack of the bat like it was a bomb. And Eli White uh, robbed the homer, one of the best catches, one of the best robs I've ever seen. It was really good. Like he caught the ball like at the height of his jump, like leaning over the wall, reaching like super high. It was like, it was a crazy play. It was awesome. Yeah, Yeah. like perfect. When you think of like the most epic home run robbery you can think of, this was it. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. But living the Griffey scales the wall. <laughs> that one was good. That one's classic too. Yeah. 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 But this one, like his extension and the height of his jump, it was just like, I don't know. It was very cool. Yeah. I think the Griffey one, sorry, sorry, Dan LaDuke, if you listen to this, I think the Griffey one isn't as impressive as some others, but is more famous because of Griffey's reaction after. Yeah. Like yeah. Griffey is, like, he's the kid. I mean, the he's kid, got that yeah. big grin. Like, ah, I got uh, yeah, <laughs> like you know, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, 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 good stuff, good stuff all around. Uh, not to, uh, it, it's not as epic, but uh, shout out to big cousin Aaron Judge who did rob Shohei Otani of a home run yesterday during the Yankees Angels game. And uh, Otani, uh, by the time you hear this tomorrow, it will be before one o'clock if you listen right away. So make sure you check out Otani and Nestor Cortez on the mound in game one. The Yankees got rained out, so they're playing a split doubleheader tomorrow. Check That's that out. Great Speaking of Yankees, former Yankee Robinson Cano's time with the Padres could be coming to an end. Cano is 39 and he's hitting 0.094. His slash is 0.094. 0.121, 0.094 in 11 games with the Padres. Well, that was fast. You, know, you can yeah, only get away with those numbers if your last name is Gallo. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see if good one, was going to go there. That was a good uh, one. Yes, absolutely. So uh, uh-huh. Totally worth it. Totally yep. worth it. Um, all right, here's another funny random thing. So there was a home plate umpire who had his mic um, still on, I think, like after he was explaining a call and he told Adam Duvall that he's having a good hair day. Love it. That's amazing. Cause you can't see an ump's hair anyways. So I don't know. Uh, so good. So good. Um, moving to Wospo, uh, shout out to the Sabina. We should have her on uh, sometime soon here. Uh, Becky Hammond, who took over for the Las Vegas Aces, is 9-1 in her first 10 games as WNBA head coach. The NBA said she couldn't be a head coach, yet that is the best start for a WNBA head coach in league history. So shout out to Becky. I I really, really want her to do well because I want her to be able to say no to an NBA team that wants to bring her over and and just pick where she actually wants to go because she was just – I felt like she was uh, being used by the Spurs for so long, kind of kind of like how baseball does sometimes with Jackie Robinson. Like they just like use the fact that like Jackie broke the color barrier, but they don't like actually do anything to um, promote m- more diversity in the game or at the executive level or something like that. And like with Becky, I felt like they were like, oh, well, she's this great assistant with the Spurs. And when when Pop got thrown out of a game, she got to be the first woman interim acting head coach whatever the title was and and everything but like when she wanted to actually coach they were like no you you don't have the right experience and that just never made sense to me it it's um it's just crazy so shout out to becky i thought that was really cool yeah. i think it's really cool it's, it's still happening and uh that's awesome some trivia uh, manny machado currently leads major league baseball in war future hall of famer manny machado 
uh, who is the only Padre to lead Major League Baseball in war for a full season? Can you name the season? Can you name the player? Oh, this is a good one. It's not that difficult, but it could become a little bit more difficult if you assign a certain um, attribute a little bit too much value. Um, Kevin Brown? Very good. Fuck yeah. Uh, Would have been late 90s, right? 1998, the World Series year. The only year he pitched. I was was clicking through. I was like, well, it can't be Gwynn. Right, yeah, he wasn't because good enough at that's defense. That's too obvious. I was like, could it be Trevor Hoffman? I don't think so. I thought I thought one of you might go with Greg Vaughn because both oh, okay. Vaughn and Brown parlayed those '98 seasons into big deals. I'm pretty sure Vaughn got a big deal with the Rays, maybe, maybe uh, which is crazy right. to think about. Maybe no, I think he was with the Brewers before that. Um, and Brown parlayed his to uh, that big deal with the Dodgers. Um, right. I was trying that. to think of a random name that, but like. Ryan Klesko, you know, something like that. Like, uh, but that just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Brown had good numbers. Uh, he had a war of 10. Yeah. Um, yeah no, that's, he that's was, season. that's an amazing season. 10 yeah. war is fucking insane. Yeah. When Kevin it, Brown is like super underrated. He had some really, he had some really good years. Yeah. Except I think he was the Yankees. He, he was just a yeah. dick. Well, that was I don't think he was, I don't think he was very well liked, which is yeah. why he probably doesn't get remembered very well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Did um did Robin Yao ever play for the Padres? I think he played for... Brewers his whole career. Okay, who am I thinking? There's some guy from like that time period that I'm thinking of that I felt like played with the Padres, like Paul Molitor or Robin Yao, like one of these guys. Who's Gossage? Ken Caminetti. Nettles. Caminetti. Yeah. Caminetti was on the '98 team. Yeah. Actually, Caminetti. Caminetti. That would have been an interesting guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because right. he won the MVP with the Padres in '96. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that 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 actually would have been a really good guess. Yeah, but, I mean, he was the one who like blew the steroid stuff wide open, right? Wasn't he like the first big name? To I think come he was the first like, one to like really admit to it. Yeah, yeah. and be like, yeah, we were. And all Seiko obviously blew it. Open. Well, right with the book, yeah, of course. Yeah. Juiced, yeah. juiced, yeah. I'll do anything for money, Jose Canseco. Yeah. Um, fun fact: Jose Canseco follows me on Twitter. Wait, no shit, really? Yeah, go look it up. Oh, that's super funny. Okay. The real know. Jose Canseco, blue check mark and everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. I reached out to him about the podcast. He has not responded. <laughs> Imagine if Jose Canseco came on this random fucking podcast that five people listen to. We'll know that things have gotten really bad for him if that ever happens. Yeah. Jose, when the home run went off your head, <laughs> did it hurt? <laughs> if he ever comes on, I will ask him that. Oh, my God. So funny. Oh my god, so good. Um all right, this is interesting. Uh, a lot of people ask what are good baseball podcasts and there's a new podcast that just came out. It's a uh um collaboration I guess between Odyssey, is that how you say it? A U D A C Y and um in Major League Baseball it's called Unwritten and it's hosted by former MVP Jimmy Rollins and uh Ron Darling actually. Oh, and wow. um they're they're gonna they just released the first two episodes today, and they're gonna talk about all the unwritten rules. And it, it seems like they're gonna tie in a lot, like uh, Tim Anderson stuff um, is is what is in this uh, cover that I took a screenshot of. So um, I love Jay Roll, and uh, you know I think that I don't I don't know a ton about Ron Darling, but I'm gonna give it a shot and uh, check it out. Might be a baseball podcast people would be interested in. Yeah, really interesting. I'm very curious. An announcer for 
Um, Mets, maybe? Doesn't he yeah, do the ESPN sometimes? Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. what's interesting is those guys are both, like, from a previous generation, right? It doesn't seem like it with Rollins, but, like, he came up in yeah. 2000 and retired in 2016, and Darling was even earlier than that. And so an unwritten rules podcast from them, I'm very curious if their opinion is going to be, like, yes, all of these unwritten rules are important, <laughs> blah, 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 or if they're going to be yeah, more is it going to be d- dated? Yeah. Yeah, because I, unwritten rules are fucking garbage and need to go away, so. Yeah. I'll report back after I Yeah, yeah, I'm super curious. Episodes. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> this one, um, is, uh, you guys heard about the Jock Peterson, Tommy Pham, yes. uh, incident with, oh, they were, there's football. video of it now. Yes. Yes. Oh, I have to find yes, Somebody got video. Jeff Hassan released it. It is very amateur. It's not as good as the, uh, Chris Rock, Will Smith, um, you know, very great footage, very clear footage, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you can definitely see the slap happen. And uh, Mike Trout had a scheduled interview today <laughs> uh, and had to uh, get behind the microphone. And he declined to comment on whether Jack Peterson violated the rules of the fantasy league, um, which is why the slap happened. Um, Wait, Trout is in the same fantasy league? He's the commissioner. The commissioner. Yes. No shit. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Okay. Yes. I didn't and, see this. And so, I think originally uh, when after the slap happened, Jock was was saying, yeah, it was over fantasy football. And then Tommy was Tommy's the one who called out Trout um, saying that he's a terrible commissioner or something like that. Um, okay, and then, but there's more to that. Okay, go ahead. He, yeah. He said he's a terrible commissioner. He didn't call him out as much as said no one wanted to do it. I didn't want to do it. We made Trout do it. He's a terrible commissioner. It's probably our fault for making him do it. I would be a terrible commissioner too. So <laughs> okay. there's more there. He 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 didn't he didn't necessarily say it was his fault as much as said uh, we kind of made him do it and he didn't he didn't stop it. But I don't think anyone else would have done it either. Yeah yeah. So Trout uh, did while he declined to comment on it, he did respond. Uh, and, and he said that he's unsure if he'll resign as commissioner for this coming season, but he said, quote, every commissioner I know gets booed end quote. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's about as much as you get from Mike Trout on a good yeah. day anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really? <laughs> so <laughs> that's super funny. Um, which reminds me, this is not a screenshot I took, but the other really boring baseball, um, personality uh, of, of our generation, Derek Jeter just joined social media. So uh, check out Derek Jeter's Twitter and Instagram accounts. I think he's doing it as a ramp up to his 10 part docuseries that's coming out in July, July 18th, I think is the launch of that. Uh, but so far I've been looking at some of his stuff. It's been pretty interesting. He's been engaging with fans. He's been answering questions. He's definitely got like a video production crew who's helping him out. And every, I mean, he's Derek Jeter. He's got endless money. Parts. But... Say it again. Ten parts? I think it's ten part. Oh, yeah, okay. Eight yeah, part, seven part. Okay, I, I so is it – it's ESPN is doing this, right? I believe so. Yeah. Is it is it the same team that did the Jordan documentary? I have no idea. I don't think so, though. I, I mean, I have to, I have to think I, – so I, I didn't watch the Jordan documentary. I think we talked about it in the pod. Yep. I – I have to think Jeter would have a similar agreement where he has ultimate veto rights about what goes oh, in and yeah. out of the pot. Yeah, I think they but, all do. Yeah. But but to me that that means it's not genuine. It's it's Oh, Matthew. I mean, I I uh, kind of feel that too, yeah. Yeah, it, to me if if he's not But going you to never allow 
So, but here, here's the problem though. You're never going to get the cooperation of all the people that you need. If the key person or the key, like the Lakers are dropping a 10 part docuseries, I think this summer too. And, and again, like, yeah, does it, it it's, it's going to be scripted toward what the Lakers want you to hear just like it is. But it's not a documentary. It's Lakers propaganda. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It's still going to be interesting, but you're never going to get the key people to sign off if the Lakers don't sign off on it. If Derek Jeter doesn't sign off on it, if Michael Jordan doesn't, people are going to be like, I'm not talking to you. I don't care. Like that, but they have, I mean, I've seen the one guy who's uh, doing the Jeter thing. Like he's talked to all the dynasty dudes. Um, Like they're all in it. Tory's in it, you know, and, and, and everything like um, tactical master Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get your point, man. I'm just saying like, it's, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if documentaries are, are so much made. It's, it's just like sports, right? Like um, documentaries, I think are made for their entertainment value, but like the purists want it to be made for like, does it accurately tell a story? And like only to a certain extent, like take Mickey Mantle. If Mickey Mantle was alive in today's world and somebody wanted to do a documentary on him, there's no way he would sign off on, telling the full story he would he would he would be okay with telling some of the story in his his way but you well, would then, never then get him to sign instead off. of a instead of a documentary yeah. I, I don't know, call I'm, it a documentary i'm just telling it's a docu-series is what they call it <laughs> yeah i get it i get it i get both sides i'm still interested in it it's sports yeah. content yeah, no, still interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But, I just, I don't see it as genuine. I, I just, um, to me, that's not the story. But what, what are you going to get that's more genuine than that? I mean, I still, I still think you can talk to a majority of the people that you need. There's plenty of unauthorized biographies and documentaries that I think are just. Yeah, but how, how many, how many Michael Jordan documentaries are out there that are known? as much as the last dance is because Michael is in it, you know? But I mean, it's also because it was like shoved down our throat and advertised out the wazoo and Mm -hmm. just like the Jeter movie. Like, like I still think, Oh, okay. Maybe if, if you don't get his permission, you only get four episodes instead of 10. Like, (laughs) right. right. I, I count that content as just as, as reliable. Like I, I would, I would rather trust the editorial decisions of the documentarian than of the subject. So what is there, is there an example of a documentary out there that you feel like meets the integrity level that you want it to? I'm just curious. I'm not being an asshole. I would think of the last documentary I watched. Mm-hmm. Like any of those um, 30 for 30. The, the, the fire yeah. festival one that wasn't by the guys from fuck Jerry. That that's the good one. <laughs> Cause you guys got to remember again. Okay. Here, here's here. Okay. You got two documentaries about the same thing. One is being produced by the company that fucking advertised fire festival to begin with. So yeah. is it a documentary or is it a cash crab PR. on what? <laughs> PR. Yeah, propaganda, exactly. right, yeah. Yeah. Like, Michael Jordan doesn't need PR. He, Derek Jeter doesn't need PR. The Lakers don't PR need still. PR. Michael Jordan still needs PR. Oh, my God. 
For what reason? Because he's Michael Jordan. (laughs) All right, Matt. You win. I give this one to you. I give up. (laughs) Hey, Ethan agreed with me. Yeah. I I agree with you, too. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I, I just don't hold the same, I don't hold it against them for going ahead and doing it anyway. Like, I still think it's going to oh, be no, super no, interesting. No, 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 I, I, I'm not saying I hold it against them. I, I say that I try and be critical of any sort of documentary or biography that I read because I, I look at it through the lens of who is producing this and why are they doing it. Mm-hmm. That that that's all. That's all I'm getting at. But it's is it going to be entertaining? Absolutely. Is there going to be a lot of stuff that I probably never heard about Jeter? Absolutely. Um, but am I going to get the full picture? No, I'm going to get maybe this much. So what like, what part of the picture? If you just Tarek Jeter specifically, what part of the picture are you hoping to get that you don't feel like would come? In- no, I just I mean, I feel like if he's gonna whatever he says no to, I want to know like. Yeah, if well, we're exactly. Be like, yeah, that's the stuff we want to know. What's the shit yeah. he doesn't want to come out? Yeah, so I, I can't tell you what um, I can't tell you what I want to see because I don't know. But I can tell you that he's saying no to things that he doesn't want us to see, uh, and and that's not me saying I want to dig in and like expose him. Like that doesn't need to be a gotcha piece. Yeah, You're but, a woke mob person. No, 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 no. It doesn't have to be that. Just like it doesn't have to be a piece on Jordan. You know. But but you know one of the criticisms I heard on the the Jordan podcast and again haven't watched or the the Jordan uh, documentary haven't watched it um, was how it portrayed the coach and the the GM the guy who put together the team in the first place I heard it trashed him and threw him under the bus and it was pretty unfair a lot of people who knew I can't remember the guy on the Bulls but the, who knew him said that it was a very one sided proposal or a very one sided uh, view of this executive on the bulls and it was very unfair to him and trashed him but that was what jordan said had to be in there Hmm. i mean i i could see that i also think i i personally think they gave him the credit that was due but they also trashed him for just wanting to end a dynasty for no other reason than than he wanted the spotlight more than than michael he he thought he thought he would be able to build a team without Michael and and all of them, and so he wanted to push out Michael. He wanted to push out Phil, and obviously that was the wrong decision. So but again, with with the way that was portrayed, that that's right. Michael. You know, I mean, I feel like you know if with if if ESPN said we're going to give you forty million dollars to do this ten part series, but we have the final say. I still think there's a chance they get they get the final say and Jeter to sign on, right? You know, but um, so okay, okay. So, but here, here, okay, here, you're you're bringing up a really good point. Here's the difference for me: that Lakers um, winning winning time thing on HBO that just happened. It was very similar to The Crown, uh, where it is written in explicit letters before every episode that this is dramatized. It is based on a real story, but it, it, it's not telling the story as it is. I don't know that you can put together in a, in a documentary of integrity at the level of, and I mean, you know, my feelings around ESPN in general, but just 
just take ESPN as the example. I don't know if you there's got to be some truth to what they're putting in there. They can't just like blatantly put somebody's opinion in there without having some facts to back it up because somebody no, would no, expose no, no, yeah. that. And and then it's like so it's it, while while I get what you're saying about like how it's tailored to to fit Michael Jordan's narrative at the same same time Jerry Krause was I mean a great GM who stayed long past his due and and thought he was better than he was and like that for me is fact and they told that in that way in the documentary yeah I guess I, I'm just saying I don't trust that I'm getting the full picture um, I think you're right the same criticism I could levy towards Jordan or Jeter potentially you, you you have to put that same criticism towards ESPN as well you're right um, the lens at which it was produced so yeah. the same criteria that I look at and evaluate am I getting the whole story because this is what Jeter wants or doesn't want I have to say the same thing about ESPN is what purpose does this serve ESPN are they telling me the whole story or are they omitting things where they may look bad or where they, you know, so you've got to have that unless you've got a truly independent documentarian, that's, you know, one of those avant-garde going to release this to seven people at a film festival and like, you know, uh, you know, Carmel, Indiana on a Tuesday afternoon, you know, because it's his art project or whatever. Like, I don't know. You've got to look at it that way too. So uh, I get you, Kyle. I'm 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 being uh, a high horsey and a little too critical, but um, I get you too. If, I feel you. Is Carmel, Indiana, a real place? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so our our listeners in Carmel will uh, will appreciate that shout out. We, yeah, we shout out to Mike. A, we have a huge Carmel, fan Indiana. What what? Carmel, Indiana. Yeah, Carmel loves us. They're actually thinking about holding a two jocks and a schlub festival uh, next year. So yeah, Carmel, Indiana. Thank you. Yeah. That's what's going to be us showing up at a parking lot of a Lowe's and drinking beer. (laughs) That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to top this off with the mailbag. Uh, Before we get in his mailbag. Oh, Oh, yeah. Dan had one. Oh, this this one. This one. I stopped reading. It made my head hurt. Yep. Well, (laughs) before we get to Brother Dan's mailbag, um, I don't need you guys to to chime in with anything, but I am going to. Uh, do this every single week um, because I am I am just so fed up with everything that is going on with guns in this country and I want to put a plea out to people to just think about common sense gun laws and and just consider it for a minute if you haven't already just please consider it if you're for common gun laws and, and the safety that it provides call your local state government people plea for them to consider it as well just tonight like an hour and a half ago there were three simultaneous active shooting situations in the united states a medical building in tulsa a walmart in pennsylvania and a high school in los angeles like i'm just i'm just so beyond it i i don't care if people hear this and they think it's political i'm just asking for common sense gun safety laws i'm not asking to take away the guns i'm just saying take away the access to military style weapons for 18 year olds and anyone else who wants to do damage like this to people. I'm just, I'm just over it. So every single week I will plea to people to look into it, to consider it, to educate on it more. And um, that's my rant. The, the onion had a, um, a very funny headline about um, guns and 
police people uh, today. It said off duty officer instinctively reaches to turn off body cam during argument with wife. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, roasted. fucking brilliant. Oh, God. Roasted. Uh, so good. Roasted people. So um, I, I just I'm just done with it. So. All right. Do we want it met? I'm debating if I should chime in. If I if I get going, I'll go on too long. Yeah, I'll, I'm not say, I'm not asking for like debates or anything like that. I'm just yeah. this is my plea to people. No, I th- I think you said it really really well. I think you were super nice about it. All I was gonna say is that I would be a lot less nice about it, and I would say <laughs> fuck you and fuck your guns. Like I don't give a shit. Like it's 21st century society, global society. Um, you don't get to have access to stuff that can just murder people uh, that easily. Sorry. Like, shut the fuck up. That's how far I, like, I'm, I'm way more extreme on this, but I thought that that plea was really, really well said. So thank you. All right. So I don't know if I remember the question verbatim. I'm trying to see if, cause you're right, Matt, this is long. So brother Dan wrote in a, a question. I think it was, um, what would be who would have the higher number uh, amount of games that Aaron Hicks would play or the amount of home runs that Stan and judge would have. And I believe I picked Hicks to have more games played because um, it would be, I mean, sensible to think he could play a hundred like and hundred games. Yeah. A hundred games, even a hundred games at the, at the Should low end enough. would still yeah. be enough to out Homer um, judge and Stan combined. Uh, however, um, we have reached the point in the year where uh, just last night, Sticks or Sticks <laughs> Hicks was stinking so much that the defensive liability Miguel Andujar was starting uh, in the outfield in place of him, and they have Judge in center, and they have uh, Gallo in right. Hicks uh, has also Gallo... been a defensive liability the last few years. I'm looking at the numbers. Yeah, yeah, and um, so Hicks has played 39 games. Uh, this season and judge and Stan, even with Stan being on the IL uh, have 28 home runs. This was as of last week that might be 29 or 30. Cause I think judge might've hit one or two homers. Um, uh, Danny seems to think that the Stan judge homers might win out because he, he's hoping that Andujar gets a legit shot to beat him out. I do not hope that I, I just don't I, – I like Andujar's bat, but, oh, my God, he's bad in the outfield. And I, and I know, Ethan, you said Hicks is a liability too, but he cannot be worse than Andujar. Oh, he's um, not worse than Andujar defensively, no. No, he's not yeah. worse than that. I would. I still think – I think there's a debate to be had there in terms of overall value, but – Yeah. Well, so the, the actual question is, um, will Hicks finish with more hits than games played by Andujar? Um, hits has 24 and at, at the time of this question, 24 hits and Induhar had five games played. Um, that's both of those numbers might've ticked up one or two. Yeah, I think you will. Will Hicks play more games than Andujar gets hits? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. no other way no, around. Will Hicks finish with more hits? Sorry. than games oh. played. Oh, will Hicks finish with more hits than games that Andujar plays? No. Yes. Hicks. Yes, yes. That's the question? <laughs> well, Hicks finished with more hits, currently had 24 as of this writing, than games played by Andujar, currently had five as of this writing. I say no. I say he will. 
So you're saying no, Andujar won't have more games played, and Matt, you're saying Andujar will have more games played? I'm saying Andujar will have more games played. And I'm saying Hicks will have more hits. I agree with Matt. Okay. I'll be interested to see. Hicks has been been such a fucking disaster, and I was just looking at his numbers. He's only played more than 100 games twice. He's been in the league since 2013. He's only played more than 100 games twice. (laughs) That contract was terrible. Like... He cannot stay healthy. He cannot stay healthy at all. And frankly, uh, he was good in 2017 and 2018. Other than that, he's been, like, mediocre. Um, he was good for one play in Minneapolis. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and he's 32. Like, chances are chances are he's not get, he's not getting better at this point. Miggy, at least, is still, like, prime-ish age. Oh. What is Miggy? Miggy is 27. Yeah, Miggy's in his prime. Even yeah. with bad defense, he, you know, he might, based on what his rookie year was like with his bat, he might have enough left in his bat that, in my opinion, he he could be he could potentially be like way more worth it than Hicks at this point. But you know how you were saying last last week, Ethan, that like the COVID years kind of throw, it just throws you off. Like when you think about like some of these players, I forget who we were talking about. Uh, specifically, but we were like, yeah, that person hasn't really been good in a long time. And it's just crazy yeah. to me that Miguel, Miguel and Duhar's rookie season was in 2018. Yeah. And it is 2022. I know. And he's insane. barely played barely. in the majors since then. Yeah. Because well, I mean, he had a season long injury. Yeah. yeah. And, and right. COVID. And, COVID. Yeah. yeah. It's still crazy. And he hit so well that year. Like, yeah, his defense was notoriously bad. Although I would argue not any worse than, uh, the famous Derek Jeter, who we were just talking about, who also is famously the worst oh. defensive player in history, regardless of position. Um, but his bat was so good. He had 27 homers and 47 you, doubles. You like, guys should, yeah, see if he comps to Soriano. Let's see. Oh, because you can look at that on... Um, yeah, where are the comps? Are they down, the player comps? Yeah. But, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I, I hope the Yankees have the guts, if it gets to this point... To pull a Robinson Cano on Hicks and just say goodbye and walk away from it. Well, I I and, don't I don't know if it's the same situation. Instead of holding someone like uh, what's his name, not Florial, but uh, yeah, Florial's in. Uh, in no, no, no. Here. Who's the single A? Uh, Dominguez. Dominguez. Jason. Yeah. Jason Dominguez. Yeah. But that that wasn't the reason that they that there was a Cano debate. The reason Cano was all about money. Like they didn't have anybody to replace Cano. They didn't have a farm system then. That was no, like, no, 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 no. I'm saying the Mets now said we can, even though we owe him $80 million, it's, I have someone better. He's not performing. Get him out of here. And, and we'll while, right. While I agree with you that that the Hicks deal was not great, it was just an extension, so he's not getting paid monster money. So no, 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 you're you're not getting what I'm saying. I'm saying I wish that in a year or two, if we still have Hicks on the team, but I I don't know if his contract goes past this year. Oh, he he does. How can I find that? Didn't he sign it in like 2018? Uh, give me a second, guys. Yeah, how do you pull? Doesn't I thought Baseball Reference would just have like the contract list? It does. It they does? do salaries toward the bottom. Actually, it's at the very top. Oh, he signed through twenty twenty five. 
Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, through Hold 25. It. Yeah, and a tw- and 26, a team option for 26. What's his uh, annual? 10. Uh, 10, yeah, seven years. 10 million, million a year? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's easy to eat. In 2024, when Dominguez is ready to come up, I hope we do the right thing and say, get the hell out of here, Hicks. Um, if not, unless Hicks are. decides to miraculously turn it around. Yeah. I mean, he might be a veteran presence where he could be a fourth outfielder. Judge might not be with the team anymore. Stanton's only getting older. Like, can't make a prediction like that two seasons from now without knowing, like, what, how things are going to shake out. They're already I, short in the outfield. Like, that's the whole are you reason saying he's going to automatically playing. start playing more than 100 games a year and he's going to turn it around? I'm, I'm just saying that he, he could become a serviceable enough outfielder where he could hit as well as Gardy did. The past like five seasons, and I and just say, I'd rather have Gardner. <laughs> I I just want to say really quickly that Hicks um, has been so bad this year. His OPS and his OPS plus are both lower than Joey Gallo's. Not by much, <laughs> but they're lower. Both of them, OPS and OPS plus, lower than fucking yeah, Gallo. At least, at least Gallo is like negative point one more. Yeah, what are they? Hicks right is now? negative point four. Yeah, God, whew. he just he is in he is in a real bad place. Yeah, I mean, both of those guys, it's it's really interesting. I've heard both of them in interviews, whether they're on podcasts or just like reported in uh, uh, writings that I, I've read. They both care so much. It's like just the classic like they are. They are just in their heads. They are good yeah. people, good dudes. I, I want them to do well. Yeah, uh, but they're they're their own worst enemy. Like they just they just it 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 sucks like I, I can't even imagine the pressure of being a, a major league or being with the Yankees and, and again like we were yeah. talking about last week it's not even like either one of them are asking or we're not asking them to be the dude like yeah. we're just asking them to be serviceable players on a very good team on the team with the best record in baseball they're almost playing 700 baseball at the end of at the beginning of June like it's 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 unbelievable and um to read off those negative wars on both players it's like oh, just i i want to i want to get in their heads and, and remove all that negativity so they can yeah. just like be who they are you know yeah, seriously in the same breath though i don't care how much you care about it if you work for you know microsoft and they're paying you 10 million dollars a year and you're not doing what they pay you for then they're gonna fire you <laughs> fair enough like, yeah. goodbye it's a good point yeah like, but but Major League Boss Baseball Matt. has a great union. Those are guaranteed contracts. So don't pl- don't yeah. fault the players for getting what they well, are No, worth. no, no. They'll, they'll still pay them. But, yeah, but they'll say, all right, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. But but that that's the difference between Major League Baseball and, and the working world as we knew, know it in corporate America is, like, even though it may seem like, okay, somebody who's making $10 million a year in corporate America is pretty highly skilled – the ratio of highly skilled workers to replace that person is much higher than it is to replace a baseball player at Aaron Hicks level, or even at Joey Gallo's level. Like they're just, even though they're playing terrible, like there's, well, I mean, it's it's so difficult. They're playing, you you use the magic word replace and they're both playing at (laughs) worse than replacement level. I mean, to be fair, Uh, Gallo is at zero as of right now, according to baseball. So he is, he is playing at replacement. His multi, multi hit game yesterday, baby. Meaning that if you grab someone from high, you know, from triple a baseball, who's he's replacement, he's going to perform the same amount of games. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah in the, in the context of right now matt you are right but in the in the longer term picture yeah. of like yeah. why you teams making... don't get rid of of people when they have four years remaining or three whatever hicks is on his contract your your point is accurate yeah yeah, yeah. three yeah. years after this year through 2025 with a team option for 20 exactly yep yep crazy when yeah. did he sign that contract um after the 18 it had to be after his really good year right yeah because it was seven years yeah seven year deal not 19 to 25 so yeah so it was after 18 yep wow for some reason i thought it was like a five year four year yeah seven, seven years. years yeah he got, he got is that, is that what Sevy got like a seven year let me see uh, he, he also has nah, not Sevy is only four years only through this year four wow. years and 40 million through this year 23 is a team option i imagine we'll pick that up Unless oh, okay. he has uh, an insane collapse. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. They have the team option because otherwise, I don't. The, he'd he'd be getting good money at this point. <laughs> yeah. From I don't know if the Yankees are going to be able to pay him and Judge and. God. Yeah. Just sucks. Even when you pay the most amount of money in the league or close to the top every single year, you just like can't have them all because yep. that fucking luxury tax. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I think we kept the listeners far longer than we anticipated. But yeah, true. A lot of randomness got us got us going. That was, was that fun. was good. It was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any shout outs before we go? Uh, I think I got my shout outs in. All righty. Same time next week. Yep. <laughs>